Happy Mother's Day to all of you. God is so good. And uh, I know that I, hey, I know me, and I know I can get up here and talk for this next 30 minutes if I need to. But I also know that I don't want to say one word that God doesn't want me to say. Because we're not to, as it says, not to beat the air, but our words are to mean something. And first of all, I just want to thank all of you mothers for the life that you've led, that you've showed, and that you've been a part of this church. And when I think about Mother's Day, I also think about mothers in Zion. I told the ladies at the prayer meeting yesterday, the other day, I I appreciate you so much because it's time that mothers weep between the porch and the altar. We were talking about getting people, our younger people back in church and things. And I said, it's time we travail between the porch and the altar. And uh, now today's going to be a little different, not settle on just anything. I'm usually pretty serious and I still will be. But uh, it's Mother's Day, and I want to give honor to mothers. I, I give honor to my mother. My, my mother was a, a mother of 16 children. I'm number 11. Number 11. But my mama always had a song. I can remember sitting around when, the thing, when it was dreary and dark and stormy or that when Dad and the older boys was out somewhere and not home, and it seemed like it would be a frightened time. Mom would say, come on, kids. And we'd gather around her feet, and she'd start telling us stories and things. But my mama always had a song. And that's the thing about it. Things may be dark. Things may not go just the way you want them to go. But let your children know that God's in control, and you've got a song for him. God is so faithful. And before I get started... I've got a favorite book besides the Bible. And it's this little book. I wish everyone would pick this up. It says, I love you forever. And it's a book. The whole thing about it is this story is how the little boy grows through, boy or girl, grows up through his childhood and becomes a man. But all during that time is how the mother, if you read this, you can't read it and not think of your children. Because a mother's love never dies. I don't care if our children, what they do, we still love them. We still love them. And in this, it talks about how they grow into the terrible twos. And you think you're living in a zoo and all of that. But every night when that child was fast asleep, I know you mothers has done some of the same things that I've done. When the kids wasn't looking, you were peeking in on them. And you were praying, God, protect my child. God, keep your hand upon them. Let the angels encamp around about them. That's what a mother's love does. And that's what this says. She'd go in every night. And I used to read this. I've read this to every one of my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. Because on it, when she'd say she'd pick that baby up, and then she'd end up picking up that big boy. And then even as a, a man, she said, if he didn't know it, she was in there and as if she could pick him up. And she'd say, and I would sing it to him, I love you forever, I like you always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. And there's not a mother alive that doesn't always, no matter, my son's 55 and he's still my baby. (laughs) And he don't care for me telling his age, but he's still my baby. And that's the way, a mother's love is like that. And we can pass that love on and cherish that love with your children. 
And everybody picked that book up. I like to give this book to every new mother because a mother's love continues to grow. My thought today is the power of a mother. The power of a mother. We as women do not know. We're considered the weaker sex, and I agree, we are. But we do not know the power that you hold in your hands when you hold that baby. The power of a mother. The power of a mother. A mother is to illustrate purpose to, the, to instill in her child's faith, knowledge, and the love of God. And we're going to, the scripture I've got today, I'm not putting it up or not even going to read it. It's about David and how David, when he would get down in chapter, uh, Psalms chapter 22, verse 9 and 10. But the whole chapter, when you start reading, it feels like David's talking about gloom and despair and everything. And he is because he's being chased. But during that time, in verse 9 and 10, he says, But David said, From my mother's womb, and while she was, while yet I was on my mother's breast, he was taught the things of God and that he could, what God could do for him. And when David would get in despair and not know where to go or what to do, his mind would go back to his mother. Now, she didn't start teaching him that at 29. She started teaching him when she was holding him in his arms like a little Jacob back there. That's when you start. You don't wait. You don't wait till they're grown to start teaching them. You don't break those habits then. At a child's first year, mothers, a child's first year is the most impressionable years of their whole life. Everything they learn in those first five years will carry on the rest of their lives. They add to it. But that's what you put in them. That's the reason it's so important to take our role as a mother so serious. When we do start to teach our children, mothers were to first to hold on to that child close and sing. What was the first? You know, sometimes we think we don't do much. But usually the first song that some of us would have sung to our children was, Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak. But he is strong. That lets them know to call that God, we're instilling in them that you may be weak at times, but there's a God that's strong. And and that's the reason it's so important when we have children back in those Sunday school classes or at KCA or wherever you touch a child's life. When you touch that child's life, many children don't have a godly home. They've never heard that Jesus loves them. How blessed I was to hear my mother say, Jesus loves you. Sometimes being number 11 out of 16, I just knew I was adopted. I wasn't like the rest of them, but why in the world would they adopt a kid when they already had all those others? But I knew I was loved. I knew I was loved. And that's what's important. You're the first one to teach them their their nightly prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should, I don't even ever put, if I should die before I wake. But I pray the Lord my soul to keep and angels are watching over me. Let them know that they're protected during the night. So there's no fear. 
we children grow up with some emotions. All children are born with at least five emotions. We don't have to teach them. They have fear. They have love. And, and they have anger. And those, out of those five emotions, though, we don't have to teach them those. They are automatically there. But we need to build on the positive ones of love, of love. And when we build on that love, then they will grow. And there are other emotions that come out. All the other emotions will come out of their love and come out of their love. will keep them from doing many things they shouldn't do. And love will keep, you know, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. And when I was thinking about that, I said, that's the reason love is so important. Love is so important. And we need to teach that to our children. Sometimes as a mother, we may take on roles that are small but, and think that we're nothing. But the influence that you put in your children in their early teaching will last forever. You may not think a thing about it when you're telling them a, a Bible story. You may not tell them a, think a thing about it when you're telling history. Tell your family history. Let them know. They said a family that knows, children that know where they come from, their background and things, are a much stronger adult because they know where they come. Take time to share with them that. And that, so it's important to teach. And I'm going to go a little bit, and we'll get on some Bible characters in just a minute. But I'm going to teach a little bit, uh, talk a little bit about some mothers that uh, had some very important things to say to their children. And this one was, you know, your mother teaches you a lot of things. The mother teaches you to have, to have logic. You know how she teaches you that? Well, Marty, if Jeff jumps out of that tree, are you going to follow him? Use your logic. You're going to break your neck when you fall. Don't do something just because somebody else did. That's what a mother teaches. My mother taught me about medicine. If you keep crossing your eyes, they're going to stay that way. If you pop those knuckles, they're going to get big. You know, uh, my mother taught me how to become an adult. Eat your vegetables. You'll get strong. Eat those vegetables. Spinach, especially. Look like Popeye. My mother taught me about genetics. We've all, if we're a mother, we've all said this to our children sometime or another. You're just like your father. <laughs> that's when they're doing something that's not real nice. But if they're doing something good, you know, we won't say, you're just like your mother. You took that after me. <laughs> okay. Uh, a mother taught us about the roots of life. Child, do you think you were born in a barn? You know, don't let all that heat money go out the door. <laughs> that money going out the door. They taught us about many things in life. And uh, as we grow older, we will see how, how we'll take those things for granted. But a mother, a true mother, teaches you about the love of God. And there's how important it is it that we teach our children young. Why do you think I know it's different people in our day and time because most of the mothers work. Very few stay-at-home mothers. It seems like it's almost demanding, and I understand that. But it was, it's so important that those children are nurtured at home with a mother. Uh, you may not be there all the time, but that when you are there, you may not have a lot of time, but make it quality time when you're there with your children. And uh, there's been a study that went on that says, 
children are very fortunate when they can interact and develop a lot with their mother. And the study shows that toddlers and young people that gets to develop with their mother, that their mother sits around with them and teaches them things, that those children have more of a tender conscience from right and wrong. And they start imitating the things that their mother did. Why do you think uh, little Jessica will pick up Jacob and love on him? The mother taught her that. And if you've seen a baby playing with dolls, who taught them to be gentle? The mother. And I'm not stepping aside the fathers. The fathers are so important. And I think sometimes we put so much on Mother's Day, we forget how important the fathers are in their lives. But one of the most important things is that your children see you support their father and never do anything that would make them doubt their father. But this survey also said that kids like this, if they're playing games that's been nurtured by their mother up to that age, they will not be dishonest in their games if, because there's a conscience there. And this right here says all things that children learn from their mother, they can do anywhere else. It tells us that children, that we have a thermostat in us. And it says that by mothers nurturing their children, nurturing them when they're young, they set that thermostat. And what you, we teach our children, it goes on forever. We, it just doesn't stop when, when, when they leave our home or our nest. The mothers is to nurture them. You're to teach them. Yeah, daddy's going to be helping with five. Guess what? Daddy's out working to make you a living. Then when they grow up and the man takes them, then they learn how to work in life and do things in life. And that, that's why when I think of Hannah, when she had Samuel and she said, let me keep him home until he's weaned. Let me teach him all about God that I need to teach him about God. And then I'm going to give him to the Lord. And that's what happened. And she took him and gave him to the Lord. And that's the way it is. And that mother, don't ever think that you're not important. You may, you may say, well, what, somebody says, what do you do? I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Thank God you can stay home. Because not all mothers can. And it's so important that you can help and nurture. And I know I'm, not, I'm speaking to a, a different type audience. We've got grandmothers, we've got great-grandmothers, and we've got mothers. And our nurturing of children never stops. Never stops. No matter if it's your child, your grandchild, or your great-grandchildren, we still. And uh, talk about a mother that taught her children well was the great evangelist Charles Wesley and them. She was a mother of 17 children. 17. Her two sons was the great evangelist that helped turn religion, people back to religion. And every day she took one hour and prayed. It took her an hour to call all their names and say, God bless them, because I know I do mine every day, and I don't have that many. And it took her an hour, but she prayed for every child. But she took time every week to take one child out by itself. So 17 times a week, she would take this one out this day, spend a whole hour with them, let them talk to her about the things, important things in life. And that's what it is. It's, it's always an ongoing thing that we're teaching, teaching our children. And we can talk about that. We think about Hannah in the Bible. We think about what, how she prayed to the Lord about having 
having a child. And then she told the Lord she'd give it back to him. And she did. She kept, kept her promise. And that's something that's so important that I see. Don't ever tell a child that you can do something or you will do something if you don't follow through. Because we build in that child a trust that they can go take it through life. And they, how they're treated at home is how they're going to treat other people. And I'm going to say something that's kind of funny. Brother Marty, I hope you don't mind. It's not about not something that he did. But this is what children learn. This is what children learn. And they imitate what they learn at home. That's the reason it's so important. That's the reason it's so important to, to pray before you eat, to, to the, the pray daily with them, read scripture with them daily. But this, this child, she was a little bitty, Marty said, on the bus, just a kindergartner, first grader. And when they started back to school last year because of COVID, they had to have assigned seats. And he said, called her name or whatever, said, honey, you've got to sit in this seat over here. And she looked at him and says, I'll sit where I please. I pay the bills around here. Where did she learn that? So it's very important that we teach our children. As a mother, we're not perfect, and many times we feel we are failures. One such mother that may, would, may not would have been able to say that she was very perfect and could do very much, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have a college degree, not even a college education or a high school education. It's important that you do if you can. But you don't have to have that to raise good children. Uh, there's somebody that most of you may know if you watched the elections a couple years ago, somebody that was running on the Republican Party, and it was Benjamin Carson. His mother, for him and his brother, every day told, uh, told them, every day said, You've got to learn to write. You've got to learn to write. So she made them read. Every other week or so, they had to read a book, and they had to write her a book report on that. And she'd, she'd, then they'd hand it in to her. And it took Ben Carson being in junior high to realize that his mother couldn't read a word. But she was instilling something in those kids. She was putting something in them to make them know what they could become in life. She didn't have to be smart. So we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect to be a good mother. We just have to do what God calls us to do, and that's to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from that. And I read a little caption the other day, and it said, well, I'd like to prove that wrong because I was raised such and such, and I didn't go on. No, but you've got a conscience in you. You may do things wrong. But that thought still comes back, this is wrong because I was taught better than this. So mothers don't think because we're not perfect that we're not doing what God wants us to do. We all make mistakes in our past and we'll do it again. But through it all, God said that he will work with you and accept you through what you do to help accomplish what you've set your heart to do for your children. Thank you, Lord. And oftentimes, I read the Proverbs. This is usually every Mother's Day. They read the Proverbs, Proverbs 31. Don't any of you try to really imitate that whole proverb? You may look at me and say, what are you talking about? Are you going to sell a fleet of ships? 
look at it from a different way. It's what we are capable of, of doing, but we don't have to do. And first of all, it says, who can find this woman? Who can find a mother or a woman that can do everything that's possible? And we can't. But the most important thing is that that, that happens with that, because that's a poem. But the most important thing that happens with that is that, that her children is delighted in her and find favor in her and that God and they shall praise her. If you're raising your children, they will praise you. If you're giving them what God wants you to give them, they will praise you. Don't ever thank you a failure because you may not can do what somebody else can do. God didn't call all of us to the same function in life. But he did call us all to do whatever we could do to help raise our children. And that's what it is. God gives her, and God gives her the fruit of her hands and lets her own works praise her. Her in the, in the gates. Verse 28, her children will rise up and call her blessed. We don't all have to be perfect, but we do have to want to raise our children in the fear and the admonition of God. And for some of you mothers, I know this has been different than I usually teach on anything, but some of you mothers the other day after Brother Sharon asked me would I do this, I asked a few of the upper level at KCA. Now, none of you will know who wrote this. I asked them, I said, would you just write me something about what you think a mother is? A mother to me means someone who loves and cares for me. That really says it all. They don't have to put any other words. A mother to me means someone that loves and cares for me. Someone who I can trust and love and will care for me. Another one, someone who looks, who I can look up to and someone to, I can trust and depend on and to be there for, for uh, me. Someone to love me regardless, regardless of what I do or where I go, what I go through. Someone who prays for me and hopes the best for me. Someone who always helps me when I'm down. A mother can usually tell when her children's down if you're paying attention. You know when something's bothering them. Someone who protects, uh, this mother says, someone who protects you and gives you wisdom and hope. Someone who you can talk to whenever you need. Some, some, she loves you and protects you and someone who God sent down from heaven to be your mom. A mother is a role model, a friend, a teacher, a cook, and a lot of other things. She is someone to talk to when you're down and she loves you and protects you regardless. Someone you can talk to about anything and they'll listen. Someone who will always love you and protect you with their life. That's a mother's love. That's what some of your children thinks about you as a mother. They know what a mother's love is, and it's to protect and give, give them give thanks back to God. We, we have these children, and the most important thing is that we teach them and we protect them, and we ask God every day, every day, God, I ask you to protect my child. I plead the blood over my child. God, help me. And as a mother, I say, God, help me to know how to train up that child. Help me to know not every child's the same. You can talk to one child, and they'll do whatever you want. The next child may have to have a little bit of different correction. 
but God give me the wisdom. And that's what the Proverbs is all about. God give me the wisdom to know how to work with that child. And don't think, sometimes we think that, that we've not done, done right. But I guarantee you, in the end, your children will stand up and call you blessed. And they will bless you. Sometimes they may do something wrong, and you may think, Whoo-wee, is that my kid? But yes, it is, and you love them anyway. You may get so upset with them sometimes, but all a mother, all a child has to do is look at their mother and smile. And guess what? That heart goes, that's my boy or that's my girl. Because that's a mother's love. A mother's love. And what is so amazing that a mother's love and a father's, a father's a protector. And a mother's a protector in different ways. But a mother's love is so much like the love of God. Have you ever stopped and thought how much a mother's love is like the love of God? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. A mother's love is that way. It doesn't even matter if your child has been raised in church all of its life. If that's where it's grown up, it doesn't matter. If they've walked away, your love is still there for them. If they're doing things that you, you know that's against what God wants, your love is still there for them. You're still praying for them because our time of prayer never stops. It never stops. Our weeping for our children never stops. And I know this is a little strong for Mother's Day, but it's a happy day. It's a happy day. But we may, must take it serious. They're not always going to be under our wings. They're not always, we got it. The old saying, you got to cut the apron string and they've got to go out on their own. But let's pray that we put enough in them that they can always, when troubled times come, that they can see a bridge over that troubled water because they can see something that mom sat down and talked to them about. They can say, well, I remember when mom said she was going through this or that and, and she made it. But she trusted in the Lord. We give our kids to the Lord. I gave my kids to the Lord. I said, God, they're yours. Help me to raise them. Take them. They're yours. Have my two kids always done right? No, neither has their mother. But they're still mine. They're still mine. And I want to know that I've tried to instill in them that no matter what happens, no matter where you go, you got one that you can come back to. That's mother. But the most important thing, I won't always be here. But the most important thing, you can always go to God. You can always go to God. Don't ever think that when they're walking around, Emily, and stepping on your toes, and you get so upset, you think, please quit following me. Go sit down. Go sit down. That when they're small, they'll step on your toes. My dad always said, but when they're grown, they'll step on your heart. Not intentionally. But when any of them, if they make choices that don't seem to be right, it breaks your heart. But that love is still there. That love is still there. And I'm going to end with a song in just a minute. But here's, I copied this down this morning. My mama had a song, is never gone. It lives on because she shared it with me. A song of hope and love and melody from the heart. That reaches beyond a mortal soul. 
a song that tells me all is well for your God's in control. And so that's what it is. For some of us that wasn't raised, for some that wasn't raised in Christian homes, and before we play this song, you may not have been raised in a Christian home. You may have not got in church when your children was real small. But, and you think, well, how can I give them this heritage? You don't worry about the past. You start where you're at and start giving them. You are enough. You are enough. If you're serving God, loving God, and teaching that children right, you're more than enough. And Star's going to play a song.
And what a wonderful word we have heard today in regard to the significance of our moms. You are significant, you are important, and you are more than enough. I know that I would not be here today were it not for the things we heard shared about a mom by Sister McMillan. That's what my mom was to me. So I'm very thankful for that and appreciate each one of you moms. So to all of you mothers today, you've heard and I reiterate, you are significant, you are important, and you are more than enough. Why don't we lift our hands, our voices, and thank God for our moms. Lord, I thank you for the mother that you gave me. Father, I thank you for the wonderful mom that you gave me that has molded and made me into who I am. I know how important and significant she was. I pray that everyone that's here will see the same of theirs. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 